From E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town, continuing our celebration of more than 30 years on the air with highlights from the E-Town archives, this week including music from Cake, Allison Moore, Chuck Prophet, Taj Mahal, Mumford & Sons, Sharon Jones, and more. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, here comes our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to E-Town. I know you have heard me say this before, but while we're gearing up for another season of new E-Town shows, we're still really happy to share some of the best moments from our archives. For me, just getting to revisit these moments from the stage, conversations and songs that happened a long time ago and that nobody's heard for ages, that is still really exciting. And we've been getting a lot of great feedback, so thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. This week's show is action-packed, as you must have heard when Helen told you who's coming up. It's a pretty diverse crew, too, at least geographically. We've got musicians from Vermont and California, New York, England, Tennessee. In our first set, you'll hear my conversation with one of my musical heroes, Taj Mahal, plus a song from him with his trio from a show we recorded at Red Rocks back in 2010. You'll hear a song from Alabama native Allison Moore, dedicated to her mother, inspired by her own experience being a mom. And up first from the Sacramento area, a band that has been really successful for decades and throughout their career, they've also been focused on environmental issues, supporting factual news reporting and a form of community activism with their fans, including giving away trees to plant and much, much more. Very cool, guys. Great band. This was their first visit to E-Town. Here from California, Cake. It's been a long time Since I've seen your smiling face It's been a long time Since I've seen a sunny day It's been a long time Since you wore your pioneer hat It's been a long time Since we drove your You next to me It's been a long time Since we tripped into this ditch It's been a long time Since we drank the Hey. 
Welcome back, if you would, Allison Moore. So I grew up in Alabama. And um, this song is about some really sweet memories I have about my mother. And um, since I've had a baby recently, those memories have become much more, even more important to me. Fiery frying pan 
Great voice, Allison Moore. Taj Mahal, you sound great. Thanks for coming back to E Town. My pleasure. We've been doing this for a little while. I'm just. Yeah, I haven't even counted, but I know it's a while. <laughs> it's a while. Well, I like it. Thanks for coming back. I was thinking about um, how you have, for all these years, been a kind of connector. Connecting the dots, connecting different styles, traditions, cultures, styles of music. And I know uh, some of that comes from your parents. Could you just tell us a little bit about the different backgrounds, your mother's family and your father's family, and how that kind of gave you a, a musical head start? Well, the big thing of it is, is that my mom was from South Carolina, you know, from the United States, and my father's people were from the Caribbean, from St. Kitts and Nevis. And um, the Caribbean idea 
is that the world is going to think of you as being full of all this musical talent, but you got it naturally. Right. So somehow that didn't count. Okay. So <laughs> they they counteracted that by going off and studying classical music. My father was a classically trained pianist. And on the other side, my mother's side of it is coming from uh, a background of, um, you know, Baptist background of... Mm-hmm. of uh, church choirs. Church and, choirs yeah. and all that kind of music yeah. like that, you know. But I'm thinking that, so by the time you were, uh, you know, paying attention to music and making music yourself, you'd been exposed to classical music, filtered through the tradition of the West Indian culture. You'd been, you know, exposed oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. It was, it gospel, was, it was jazz, on from the, it everything's was, connected. It was on from the beginning. Yeah. There was no point in time when I went like... Uh, I think I might be a musician, or I think I might listen to music. Music just was. Music yeah. was breathing. Music was how people related to one another. Everybody talked about music. They talked about musicians. I mean, my parents met at the Savoy Ballroom in New York City when my yeah. mother, you know, was in New York. My father was in New York. You know, and the music was in the household, and people got together. You know, I was six, seven, eight, nine years old when my parents were in their 30s. So they were still young right. and having fun. In fact, my mom danced all the way up into her eighties. Musicians over at the house all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, musicians yeah. over, or you know, or people who love music mm-hmm. and you know, and, and their kids and and all of these things like that. So it just was never a concern to me that music was something that I had to find my way through. Wait, really, the problem with me was finding out that other people didn't have it that way. I really assumed that right. somehow or another that people had some sort of music. Um, I was just thinking that having all that stuff made you sound different. And I want to ask whether or not you think that was a good thing or a bad thing, because in some ways you were never easy to classify. And, you know, you never fit in the record bins. You made a bunch of records, what, a dozen records for Columbia and a bunch of records for Warner Brothers, and it wasn't blues, it wasn't rock and roll. You made some some stuff that sounded kind of country and kind of folky and kind of old-timey and... I think that the real problem is is that there was no education for the American American people. I mean, we're in the same place politically these days. Americans are not very educated. I mean, right. we don't travel. We don't really pay much attention to what's going on, even in our own backyard. Right. But you see, what I was looking at is that I don't care where you drop the Africans off. They all came out of different places in Africa and are related. Mm-hmm. And so there's something that we talked about musically. Mm-hmm. Caribbean people listen to American music and listen to the music from up here. I was lucky to have an ear into the Caribbean, Central, South America through the Southern music, as well as the more sophisticated right. kinds of music. So to me, it's music. Because I'm always, I'm always, it's always curious to me, why is it that, that another artist comes up and they talk about, oh, listen to the variety that he has on their album. Here's a reggae song, there's a blah, blah, blah. Then when they come to me, they go like, gosh, well, we don't know what to do. Well, that's because the industry has defined right. what it is that I'm supposed to be, and I'm just not going to stand there and take that. I just keep moving right along. Well, let me just tell you that you have been a huge influence on tons of people, myself included, because you expanded my sense of what was possible. Yeah. Um, You've led people, you've opened doors, and now you are, in fact, uh, you know, more or less the same age that John Hurt was when you were a teenager, and you're that guy who is the elder statesman and the guy who's been the mentor and the kind of trailblazer for a lot of these styles. I've written... At this point, I don't know, three, four hundred songs. Yeah. See, what what it is is that I'm writing inside the tradition. I'm not writing to try to to prove the radio. Yeah. Radio, you know, I mean, radio loves it today and tomorrow. They could care less. Except so, for E-Town. Yeah, exactly. The real people that <laughs> listen to music, 
you know, listen to music. That's cool. Well, Taj, it's a joy having you back on the show. It's great to hear you play. Thanks again for stopping by E-Town. Once again, we look forward to hearing more and hope to see you soon. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Taj. You're welcome. love country blues love songs and this next song is a country blues love song got a bird what whistle baby got a bird honey got a bird what sing baby got a bird honey got a bird what sing without my cold you don't mean a natural thing. Honey, I learned to love you before I call, honey, before I call your name. Baby, boy, I call mama, boy, I call your name. I wouldn't trade your love for money. Oh, baby, I'm a warm heart, honey.
That's Taj Mahal. Great singer and guitar player, along with Bill Rich on the bass, Kester Smith on the drums. Thank you, Cake, Allison Moore, and Taj Mahal. We'll be back with much more after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. And by our family of supporters, including Charlie and Leanne Sander, Brad Feld and Amy Batchelor, and a special thanks to Ed Littlefield Jr. for your continued support. As a reminder, for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel, where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest offerings. If you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio located in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to some of the best moments from the E-Town archives. Coming up next, California singer-songwriter and dedicated touring musician Chuck Prophet. And up first, Vermont native, multi-instrumentalist and singer, band leader, along with her band. Here comes Grace Potter, live from the E-Town archives. Uh, Grace Potter, welcome to E-Town. We've been thinking about this and talking about this for a long time. Yeah. So um, was there a lot of music in your household when you were growing up, and did you start playing early? I did. My mom was a piano teacher. Oh, my cool. father plays the trumpet and sings, and yeah. um, I actually have my great uncle Spiegel Wilcox was an old Dixieland uh, trombone player. Oh, wow. What a great yeah. name. Spiegel Wilcox. That's, a, that's an awesome... He was the only pro, though. Like No one yeah. else could make a living at it except him, but he did it beautifully. Cool. He, he died at 96 with a gig the day before and a gig planned the day after. Oh, so. there you go. I'm planning on doing that's the same a, thing. Yeah, we're after. That's what we want. Um, I know, remember, I saw you a few years ago when you were playing here in Boulder, and I remember thinking when I saw you, man, this is somebody who's really ambitious. You really have... <laughs> You want to be successful. You want to go right to the top. I mean, you sounded great, but I could tell that you really had that drive. Is that something you've had all yeah. along? Yeah. The second that I realized this was something that made me happy, I think I went into it with full steam and yeah. both feet. That's great. Well, it's, uh, it's a lot of work, yeah. and it keeps on going. You know, you finish a gig, you feel that triumphant feeling. Yeah. Then you load in the gear, and you drive, and then you stay in some funky place, and yeah. you do it again. And but the whole grind is fun. It's yeah. not, I mean, being on stage is the good part, but the grind, you have to love the grind a little bit, or at least be able to stomach it. Right. Well, you have the advantage. Are you and Matt still the power couple in the group? Is that still? Oh, no, I sleep with everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, that... Uh, Including Catherine. <laughs> 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 
That gives new meaning to uh, the grind, I guess. The, oh. That's you were talking about. That's, it was right there. I just, I'm sorry. Nick, you naughty boy. I'm not, hey, listen. <laughs> so, so musically, I think it's really cool that the band has a sound. And as I was saying, you know, there is a visual sense as well as a sonic sense mm -hmm. that you guys have studied a lot of music from the 60s, particularly mm -hmm. and early 70s, absorbed tones and, and combinations. I think it's the instruments sure. and style, but it's certainly making, you know, it's coming out your own, which is awesome and hard to do. Oh, well, thank you. Well, congratulations, Grace, on everything you've achieved so far, and I'm sure there's tons more coming, so, well, including lots more music. Let's uh, welcome back, and let's get back to music. Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. Thanks to Nick and Helen for having us, and all these fantastic musicians that come on the show, it's an honor to now get to be in that list. So we're gonna be really dirty in tribute to all the fantastic musicians that E-Town celebrates. You guys ready to get a little dirty with us? You're 
That's Grace Potter. Along with her band, the Nocturnals, Matt Burr on the drums, Scott Tournay on lead guitar and vocals, Benny Yorko on guitar and vocals, Catherine Popper on the bass and vocals. The CD is called Grace Potter and the Nocturnals out on Hollywood Records. They're all from Burlington, Vermont. Um, please welcome Chuck Prophet. So you've got a uh, new record, a new pile of songs, Let Freedom Ring, kind of looking at uh, things from a new way. There's an organizing theme, at least around a bunch of the songs, that has to do with just the fact that times are tough for a lot of people. I mean, I'm not really a uh, political person as much as, uh, you know, it's just my job to look for things that I think are absurd and put them in songs. So right. mostly yeah. they're just photographs of people uh, living in a, Pretty anxious time, I think. Yeah. As anxious as I can remember, right. anyway. And just to add a little, not anxiety, but just to change the flavor, you did a lot of this recording, or all the recording, down in Mexico City, right? Yeah, well, once I had the script, you know, I decided that wherever we recorded this record, it had to be somewhere that was an adventure, you know? And I don't know, you know, Mexico City is really only about four hours from San Francisco uh, by plane, of course, but... Right. Uh, when you get there, you, you might as well be on the other side of the moon, I think. Yeah. And why did you pick that? Did you have a sense or a studio or some musicians, or you just decided that'd be a good place to go? Well, a lot of people don't realize it, but Mexico City is actually a thousand feet up higher than Denver. And so you could point the telescope downhill and get a different perspective on America, you know, and uh, there's that. And also the fact that for me, I'm living in a time where recording budgets are shrinking or if not disappearing. So, uh, you know, it was great to find a studio down there that was completely state of the art, I'd say for about 1958 standards, <laughs> which could be and we better. paid about $7 a day to record yeah. there. So. <laughs> So when you're, when you're in Mexico City, uh, what was that perspective like? Did you get a sort of glimpse into a possible future for our metropolitan areas? Or well, like Mexico City in and of itself is almost like the Rosetta Stone of our, of our own urban future. This is probably where we're headed. You know, 27 million people live there, and there's bus lines that take 500,000 people in and out of Mexico City every day to go to work. And, you know, the amazing thing is it all gets done. Yeah. And... Um, one of the things that was interesting that I didn't predict was that the power routinely goes out five or ten times a day. So we were in the studio trying to capture magic, you know, and inevitably, right in the middle of something totally immortal, the power would go out. So, I mean, I learned a lot about being an uptight white guy. And, yeah. Uh, I'm working on it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get back to music now, but it's great to have you once again. Let's welcome back Mr. Chuck Prophet from San Francisco, California. Marriage on the skids And the folks ain't doing well But we're holding on Yeah, we're holding on Seem like maybe half the people we know Got the same sad story to tell We're holding on Yeah, we're holding on 
Mr. Chuck Prophet. The CD is called Let Freedom Ring. San Francisco, California out on Yep Rock Records. 
Chuck Prophet, along with the Etones, Chris Engelman, Ron Jolly, Steve Ivey, and Helen Forster singing harmony. I got to play a whole bunch of stuff. Thank you, Chuck Prophet. Thanks, Grace Potter. We'll be back with much more after a short break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. In case you tuned in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town Podcast will have this episode and others, along with content from past shows as well. It's available for free in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast directories. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who hear E-Town on stations like CJUM in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, associated with the University of Manitoba, Winnipeg, on WUWF in Pensacola, Florida, NPR for Florida's Great Northwest, and on KRNN in Juneau, Alaska. Thanks for listening. As always, if you'd like to find out what E-Town is up to these days, lots of information is available online at etown.org. All right, welcome back. We're going to feature a song right now from one of the rowdier shows we ever recorded. It was recorded on the campus of the University of Colorado with the British band Mumford & Sons. We'd all met at the Telluride Bluegrass Festival, and they agreed to come to Boulder to record a show. But it was a day that our usual theater, the Boulder Theater, wasn't available, so we went to the CU campus. This band was just getting to be a huge band, The uh, audience was mostly college kids, and they were into it. So here they are, Mumford & Sons, live on E-Town, from back in 2010. We're going to play one of the songs that was on one of those earlier EPs that didn't get on the album, Um, and it's a song called Sister. There's a chip on your shoulder, girl And by God it'll make you fall If you let it take a part of your soul I've seen the love in your brother's eyes And the love in your mother's cries Sister, don't test the ones you love 
Sister, don't let go, sister, don't let go of us. Well, sister, don't let go, sister, don't let go of us. Cause your roots will rot away, and your fruit, it won't grow. Your bark will wear thin body alone. I've seen the love in your brother's eyes and the love in your mother's cries. Well, sister, don't test the ones you love. But sister, don't let go. Sister, don't let go of us. Sister, don't let go, sister, don't let go of us. Sister, don't let go, sister, don't let go of us. Sister, don't let go, sister, don't let go of us. Mumford and Sons. Marcus Mumford on the guitar and vocals. Ted Gwynn on the bass and vocals. Ben Levitt on the keyboards and vocals. And Winston Marshall on the banjo. That's Mumford and Sons, recorded at CU Boulder. Up next, the wonderful singer, the late Sharon Jones, came to Boulder with her band, the Dap Kings, back in 2010. Here's a part of my chat with her and a song featuring her amazing sound that was both old and new. Here's Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings live on E-Town. Holy smokes. Wow. My goodness. I'm so glad you could be here. Oh, wow. Oh, but I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no need for that anymore. I think, uh, you're, I think it's going to be okay. Okay. Hey, uh, you know, we're always interested in finding out how it is that uh, people get from where they started to where they are now. Do you mind if we talk about that a little bit? We can talk, we can talk. So you started out in Augusta, Georgia, 
what did you remember musically from growing up there, other than the fact that it's James Brown's hometown? <laughs> well, you know, when I was coming up, I was born in 56. So, you know, like by 66, I was like 10 years old. And I think that's when like the James Brown and the music and the stacks and Motown, they was at their peak from like, you know, 60s to 69s, early 70s. So that was part of me. I just, you know, I guess me hearing all this stuff and right. being influenced is just a part of me. You know, and, and it had a big influence. I mean, even with the church, you know, I, I remember as a young girl going to church and my mother made sure we go to church. And I remember my first solo, I did um, Silent Night. I played a little angel. Had, <laughs> my yeah. sister said, we should have put some little horns on your head when we did that. But no, I played an angel with the halo and I did um, Silent Night. And I remember that's like my beginning. Did you have favorite gospel singers? Did you listen to like oh, listen Dorothy Lovecoats or, Dorothy, or Aretha? Um, and um, Shirley Caesar, Aretha. Right. Aretha was my first inspiration. Yeah. When she came out with her um, the gospel album, when she was sitting at the organ with the daishiki on with the little thing. The amazing, I think it's an Amazing Grace album. And right then, the other little girl, I said, you know, I want to learn and play like that. And Sharon, how old were you when your family moved up to New York City? Oh, I was like three. I came here in 59, yeah. And where did you land in New York? What neighborhood did you live in? Oh, right over there in um, Bed-Stuy. Oh, wow. You know, back in the day, they said, Bed-Stuy, do or die. <laughs> and it was like, I think in the 60s, you know, you came up, it was the time around when Martin Luther King, when Kennedy was assassinated, all that, when the riots was right. going on. And I was right. young, and I saw all that. Yeah. You know, I, I came through a lot. I was even there when they segregated the schools and, you know, going through that stuff, yeah. Was there music in your neighborhood, music on the streets, musicians you, around that you could hear singing and kind of think, know, hey, I, I, I like that. Almost every to... other street corner, you know, you had the little doo-wops, you know, people would sing. But I think a lot with us, we, you know, we only had a couple of radio stations. Did Come you on. want to be a singer as a young person, like teenager? Wanted. You wanted to, yeah. did you try to make a I go always, of it? I always tried. Even, I mean, every song I would hear as a child growing up, it just stuck in my head. I know that you did for a while uh, have a period of working day jobs, working regular jobs. And <laughs> one of those I know was as a correctional officer at Rikers Island. <sighs> Uh, what did you take away from that? Either as a singer? My life. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. But, uh, it, was, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Okay. You know why? I was working with the men. I was in the house with all those men. It, it, was, it was scary because I was with the men, but I, I learned not to show fear. That's the whole thing. You can't show fear. Even the inmates tell me, Miss Jones, because they always call me Miss Jones. <laughs> They're like, um, you don't seem like you're afraid. And they said, they even told me, you're not gonna last here, Miss Jones, because you know, you're just, your heart is too soft. But um, they were right. <laughs> <laughs> I resigned. Yes. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about the Dap King. So how did you guys meet? Don't judge a book by its cover. Because when I first saw them, I was like, what do these little young little white boys know about soul? <laughs> you ever heard that saying, you put your foot in your mouth? <laughs> And once they stopped the drama, Homer was like 16 years old when I started playing with him. And I was like, wow, and he was still learning. He was still like getting into it. The passion that these guys have for the music and for the, the classic, and they taught me. They know every song. And I mean, I mean, look at this band, y'all. Other singers, they may be jealous, I don't care. But I think I got the best band in the world. You know what I'm saying? And all y'all other singers, y'all can bomb for a little while. That's all right. All right, well, let me, uh, let me ask you about that, because I know that uh, the Dap Kings did some recording and some touring with Amy Winehouse. So does that feel like cheating? Does that feel like somebody's sort of going, you know your what? band's going out with somebody else or yes, something like did. that? Yes, they did. They cheated on me. <laughs> they cheated on me. 
It did feel like cheating a little. Yes, they did. Yeah. I was a little hurt. Did it hurt your feelings? No, I was just, no. no, I wasn't hurt. I, all jokes aside. I mean, I knew what was going on, you know. Yeah. But, you know, we were so naive. All of us was like, yeah, some girl from Britain burnt over there in London coming over to do some recording. And I was like, oh, yeah? What's her name? Amy. I'm like, all right. So they was recording. Then the next thing I know, I opened up the Daily News. Amy? <laughs> Young Britain with this retro soul? You know, and they tried, you know, they were saying she brought the soul back, but she just, you know, you understand. <laughs> no, I, no I, I mean, I have to really say that because a couple of guys were interviewing me like, so Sharon, how did you feel jumping on Amy's wagon? Like, what? I don't jump on anybody's wagon. The, they jumped on our wagon. They came to that tone and jumped on our wagon. And Gabe, Gabe was the one up there. He drove that wagon right on the Dap Kings right behind him. And they did a song and it was great because that was great for us. Now, all jokes aside, it was really great that, you know, that put us a little bit in the mainstream. Right. Yeah. So we got something out of it. We didn't, I didn't, I didn't lose nothing. They still here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're true to their school, they're here. That's right. And it's a band that's really a band. These guys are, you oh. know, it's a, it's a band that that's travels. Band. Everybody's working. Everybody's yeah. made a commitment to, yes, to do all these shows. And, and they're happy. Yeah. Yeah, look at them. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, look, happy. They look pretty serious How do you feel me, about actually. that, Homer? I can't see you, boo-boo. Okay, there you go. All right, they're happy. I also want to make sure that people know that, uh, you know, while there is a retro feel and a retro look, and this is kind of looking back at an earlier time, these are new songs. Oh, These yeah. guys are making new music yeah. and they're making it with a lot of spirit and a lot of style and it Come sounds on. like them and nobody else. Kip. And we're sure liking the sound. So we're going to get back to music. Welcome back along All with right. the fabulous Dap Kings. We're going to try not Sharon Jones. Just to hear your name Just to hear 
Sharon Jones, and the Dap Kings, Gabe Roth, Vicky Griptight, Joseph Crispiano, Neil Sugarman, Coach Amaya Gastelum, Dave Guy, Homer Steinweiss, and Fernando Velez. That's Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Thanks to all of our guests for sharing their archive performances from E-Town over the years. We have time for one more song, but first, I want to thank our production team. That's Todd Ayers, Henry Zimmerman, and a special thanks to Helen Forster. We're going to leave you with this last song from the show with Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. I asked her about what song she'd like to do for a finale. I told her that we always prefer a cover song, one with a good chorus, one we could arrange in a new way, one that could include and feature our other musical guest. And that week it was Daryl Scott, the great songwriter and singer from Tennessee. She suggested the Woody Guthrie song that everybody knows, almost our national anthem. But she and her band found a new groove for it. Here it comes. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. This land is your land.
This is a production of E-Town. That's it, folks. Amazing music from the E-Town archives from back in 2010. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you so much for listening.